And the thing is, after all these years, I still look back with wonder. Happy Saturday, Wonderlings. This is Angela Bowen, the host of Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. How's everyone doing this fine morning? <sighs> Sorry this is getting out late, but I think that this is... I told Jeremy last night, or a couple days ago, I'm like, this Friday release thing is gonna probably have to change. It just, I find myself more busier towards the end of the week with stuff coming up that I think the podcast might have to move more towards the beginning of the week instead. So, we'll, uh... See how that goes. Before I get into the episode, of course, I always like to remind regular listeners, if you haven't yet, you can jump on Instagram to follow along with the podcast at LBOM Wonder Years Podcast, or even the Facebook page at Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years Podcast. If you'd like to shoot me an email, I would love to hear from you. So you can do that at lbomwonderyearspodcast at gmail.com. And links to the Facebook page and the Instagram are available on the SoundCloud Wonder Years podcast page. Also, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while and you haven't yet, you know, done so, if you like the podcast, please go to iTunes and leave a review. The more reviews that my podcast gets, the more that way it can get out there to other Wonder Years fans and stuff like that. One of the, excuse me, one of the accounts that I follow on the Wonder Years Instagram page is the Wonder Years SIG, S-I-G, And he or she currently put all the seasons of the Wonder Years available to watch in a link on their Instagram page. So if you guys, you know, you know Netflix does not have the Wonder Years. It's been gone for over a year. They do have the box sets available at like Walmart and stuff for like over 50 bucks. But if you don't want to spend the money and you want to relive the Wonder Years, then definitely check this link out because this is so nice that this person is able to do this and spread the love of the Wonder Years because we all know it's an amazing show. You know, we all grew up watching it. I mean, by the time the show came out I, in 88, I would have been six, uh, five when it first came out in March of 88. And then when it came out again in the fall later that year, I would have been six, but even still, I remember watching the Wonder Years in reruns and stuff like that. Like, I think it would play around dinner time, like five, six o'clock during the summer and stuff. And I think my dad and I sometimes would watch it during dinner when I was older. So, um, as far as what's going on with me, um, I know I've mentioned my coughing and stuff, how I've been going through this for over two years now and finally my doctor referred me to a specialist so they're gonna like I think stick like a camera or something down my throat to kind of see what's going on and then if that doesn't work then lung specialist is the next thing so I just keep praying that things will get better because I feel I don't like coughing like this all the time. I want to be able to breathe normally. I do feel bad when I'm coughing during the clips that I play for the podcast and stuff or just in general. I mean, I I wish I could help it, but I can't. 
But um, in some other news, I think I did tell you the last time I did see First Man with uh, starring Ryan Gosling. I really enjoyed it. Over the weekend, I did see um, The Hate You Give, read the book, loved it, loved the movie. I thought all the performances were really, really great. It's such a powerful movie. It really speaks of a lot of things that are going on right now and how just things need to change. They really, really do. But other than that, let's, uh, let me pull up IMDB here so we can jump right into this. Now, I'm not going to lie, this episode seems kind of like a little bit of a snoozer poo, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> All right, season six, episode 12, entitled Alice in Autoland. January 13th, 1993 is when it originally aired. When Kevin starts having car trouble, he asks Alice, I can't pronounce, Petermeter? To try and get him a good deal on a new car at her dad's dealership. However, when she dumps his friend Chuck, Kevin has second thoughts about accepting anything from her. If this is that same girl from the road test episode from season five that was like, I want to go on the highway. Why are we going on the highway? Or the one that's like, oh my gosh. What, what the heck's his name? Ricky, I didn't get this assignment done on Roman, the Roman Empire. I blah, 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 blah. And Ricky gives his own report on orgies <laughs> to this girl. This girl is high-pitched, whiny, annoying. Please say that since season six that she's changed. If not, I am going to scream. Well, no, I won't, but still. I'll be greatly annoyed. Uh, this episode's got an 8.0 out of 10 rating on IMDb based on 120 ratings. This episode was directed by Arthur Albert. Writers Neil Marlins, Carol Black, who are the creators, and written by Robin Riordan. Seek connections. Lady and the Tramp. Mentioned by Kevin when Alice and Chuck were eating spaghetti. Ugh! Ew! I can't stand Chuck eating, smacking his gum and twitching his eyes and stuff. And they're going to eat spaghetti together? Excuse me while I puke. The public enemy. The grapefruit scene is shown. Grapefruit scene? Oh, I'm thinking of the orange from The Godfather, one of the Godfather movies, where he sticks that in his mouth. To scare his grandson, and then he keels over and has a heart attack? I don't know. Uh, scenes are shown of King Kong. Scenes are shown of Bride of Frankenstein. Scenes are shown of The Quiet Man. A clip is featured of The Honeymooners. Wow, this is going to be a clip-heavy episode. Maybe it'll take away from the annoyingness of Alice, I hope. <laughs> the title is based on the Lewis Carroll book, Alice in Wonderland. Kevin, why would you be asking this girl for anything? Uh, let's see. Soundtracks. Sway into the music, in parentheses. Slow Dancing by Johnny Rivers. Oh, I like that song. I didn't know the song had come out then. Oh, that's so cool. You learn something new all the time. Now, I got the DVD booklet here. Let's see what the booklet says. Uh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Kevin, 
can get a great deal on a sports car. Ugh. What? Kevin, that insurance is going to be astronomical. He's got to be paying his own insurance. From, get this, Pistol Pete. Alice's father's nickname is Pistol Pete. Pete, I don't know. I'll learn how to pronounce the name. Father of Chuck's girlfriend, Alice, but fears she is falling for him. For, well, I, Kevin's a like, great guy. I, I can understand why she'd want to, but he's taken, Alice. He doesn't want your weirdness. Okay? Stay with Chuck. Or go with Ricky. Or Paul's not going to take that girl. I can tell you that right now. He is not going to want anything to do with her. All right, you know what? Let's get right into this episode. All right, as always, I'd like to start off with a quote at the beginning of the episode. Adult Kevin, narrator. Throughout time, there have been some pretty obnoxious couples. Couples who constantly bickered, couples who had trouble communicating, but never in the history of men and women had there been a couple more horrifying, more terrifying than Alice Pitamir. Gosh, I'm sorry, guys. And Chuck Coleman. Yeah, it sends chills down my spine, too. <laughs> In the three months they'd been dating, they'd broken up 27 times. A class record. Make that 28 times. And in situations like these, there was a one cardinal rule. Never, never get in the middle of someone else's relationship. It was a tried and true theory. Leave well enough alone and things would work out. Good advice, Kevin. Seriously, don't get involved in other people's relationships. It will never end well. So, as we open up the episode, we get a shot of the Honeymooners. Ralph and, I believe, his wife Alice. So, this is going to be, like, the clips that um, the connections we're talking about. Because the next one, I think, is what? The Quiet Man? Is this what that is? So, this they're on a golf course, it looks like. And this woman takes a swing at this guy, and then he knees her in the ass. I thought he was, like, going to kick her in the ass, but he, like, like lifted his knee and basically just kind of jabbed her in the butt with it. And now he's dragging her away. What in the hell? How is this crap supposed to be in any way funny? It's not. It's spousal abuse. Okay, so... Oh, the grapefruit scene is from Public Enemy, which I remember a Simpsons episode, isn't that, it's from the, um, where Bart gets a older, uh, bigger brother, and then Homer gets, um, Peppy, the younger brother, and they're kind of using them to get back at each other in a way, and Homer's talking about his history with Bart to Peppy, and there's a shot of Bart wearing these striped silk pajamas, and uh, Homer's just sitting there and he's like trying to talk to Bart and Bart tells him to shut up and shoves a grapefruit in his face. And I just saw this scene. What is this public enemy movie even about? Young hoodlum rises up through the ranks of the Chicago underworld even as a gangster's accidental death threatens to spark a bloody mob war? What's that got to do with shoving a grapefruit in a lady's face? Oh, here's the shot. Here's the shot of the guy shoving the grapefruit in the lady's face. That's terrible. 
And as Kevin's quoting trouble to have trouble communicating, we get a shot of is it Fay Ray and King Kong? Um and the one uh with the guy shoving the grapefruit in the girl's face is couples who bickered. That's not bickering. They didn't say anything. He just shoved a grapefruit in her face. Oh, here we go with a Bride of Frankenstein. Are they playing that song in the background, Let's Stay Together? As we center on present day for the Wonder Years, 1972. Chuck is fighting with Alice. He's like, what did I do? She's like, she's like you know what you did. And it's Chuck. He's not going to know. It was probably something annoying. So he's like, hey, you said you're thirsty. I brought you punch. He's like, you know I like ginger ale. Like, oh, you gotta be kidding me, girl. This annoying. Oh, I hate her. I hate her. I really, really don't like her. I'm gonna play this clip because these She is insane. Chuck, what do you see in this girl? She's not good for anybody. She's too whiny. She's too damn demanding. her eyes and he's like gray uh green gray green and she opens them and he's like brown and she runs off to the bathroom i love how this was timed how paul and jeff turn their their chairs around at the same time and jeff is like hey do you think we should uh intervene should we do something and paul's like no no we're not we're not gonna do anything and Jeff's like, well, he looks pretty broken up. And Paul's like, no, we're not doing anything. We're not going to interfere. It's just funny because <clears throat> I think this might be, is this the second, second, maybe third time we've actually seen them interact? But they're like interacting almost like they're buddies. Because, you know, we have Paul and then, of course, Jeff, who I've referred to as Paul 2.0. So it's fun seeing them, you know, hang out together. Of course, the swaying to the music song comes on as Alice comes out of the bathroom. What does she call Chuck? Cookie? Pookie? Something? 
Why are they wasting such a good song on this horrible, horrible couple? I, I really like this song. I don't like it over this. And where's Kevin? We only hear his voice. Where is he? She's like, they're playing our song. This is this is your song, really, Alice. Oh my god. Why? Chuck, by the way, is still holding that cup of fruit punch as he swings Alice under his arm and they start to dance together. So I for a second there I'm like, well, where did that punch go? It like left his hand. No, he handed Held his hand out, and the guy that's just standing off in the corner in the darkness holding a soda or something takes it from him. Like, oh, okay, that's why that guy was placed there, to take that drink. As Chuck calls Alice brown eyes, and they dance. Well, things aren't going good for Kevin and Winnie because he's stranded on the side of the road as his car is smoking under the hood. Well, Grandpa Arnold... You gave Kevin the best that he could with that car, I guess. There must not have been much left to it. Because Kevin only got this car, like, halfway through season five. So I'm going to play this clip. Except, perhaps, when it came to my car. Get that wrench. That winter, while everyone else was out partying, Winnie and I... Maybe it's the alternator. We're taking auto mechanics. Why do you think that? Because that's what it was last time. I bought the car from my grandfather for a dollar, and I was beginning to think he took me. I hate this car. Face it, in high school, the car made the man, and mine was making me miserable. So Kevin, of course, reminds us that he did get the car from his grandfather for a dollar, and now he's kind of feeling like his grandpa, like, took him for all that he was worth. Like, he wanted to unload this lemon of a vehicle. And how many times did Grandpa Arnold back that dang car into the lamppost, or into that, um... Was it like a um, brick retaining wall kind of thing? I think it was mainly just a lamppost that he had. But anyway, um, <laughs> Kevin's getting frustrated. He asks when he's like, hey, do you think you get me a wrench? And she asks, do you think it's the alternator? And he tells, well, why would you think it's the alternator? And she said, well, that's because that's what it was the last time we had this problem. So... <laughs> Kevin just gets frustrated. He hates it. He's like, I hate this car. And he kicks it. Of course, the, the bumper starts to jiggle. And I gotta say, Winnie is wearing this really nice um, tan faux leather fringe jacket. It is very, very nice. I really like it. I think, was she wearing that in season four, the episode The Accident? I'm trying to think she was. That might have been the first time I'd seen her wearing that. So, Kevin and Jeff are eating lunch, and Kevin's got the chocolate milk. He's got a small little salad with a tomato, and then he's got some other stuff on his plate. Um, Jeff suggests, why don't you just take it to a mechanic? And Kevin's like, well, I did that already. And Jeff's like, well, what did he say? And Kevin says, well, I don't know. 
I couldn't understand him. He he was laughing too hard. Ugh, good grief. Why not have Jack take a look at it? I'm surprised that he wouldn't, as much as he loved, like, having to fix his own car because he never wanted to take it to a mechanic. Wouldn't he be like that with his son? Like, hey, let me help you out there with your car. We'll look at it. Maybe it's time you took it to the mechanic, man. I already did. bad enough, I had to sit there and watch Lady in the Tramp. Mm. That is really disgusting. <laughs> you know you guys must have just broken, what, nine or ten health codes? What's the matter with him? Rick's jaw trouble. Kevin's car's a lemon. It's not a lemon. It just needs a little work. So... Jeff's kind of joking, you know, at Kevin a little bit about the fact, like, oh, it just needs new tire, your car needs new tires, and a new body, and <laughs> this and that, and Kevin's thinking to himself, what a wise guy, and of course he's like, well, it's not enough that Jeff's, like, trying to irritate me here, but then we got, uh, the creepy version of Lady and the Tramp here in human form, sucking on the same piece of spaghetti. It's really nasty. I know that people have probably tried it. Like, oh, that's so... I watched this episode of a TV show and a couple characters that did that and the pers the the mother of one of the people was so like, oh, that was better than the movie. No, it wasn't. That is gross when humans do it. It's cute and lady in the tramp, but anywhere outside of that, n n no, 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 thank you. I mean, if you want to do it, good for you, but don't compare it to Lady in the Tramp. So Chuck's kind of looking at Kevin like, what's his deal? Because Kevin's like, ugh, that is disgusting. You broke about like umpteen million health code violations. Kevin, how is that any different than you sticking your tongue in Winnie's mouth? It's practically the same thing. Actually, no, it's not. Never mind. I can't believe I compared food to French kissing. That's nasty. Or sharing a piece of food. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Jeff lets Chuck know, like, hey, Kevin's car is a piece of shit. And Kevin's like, no, well, oh, Chuck's like, oh, yeah, it's a lemon. Your car's a lemon. And Kevin's like, no, it's not. It just needs some work done. And this is where Alice kind of lets it be known that, hey, why don't you have, oh, no, she says, why don't you get a new car? And Kevin kind of scoffs at her, like, I can't afford a new car. Like I'm, in, like, I'm in high school. What high schooler can afford a new car? Like, to pay with their own money, not their parents' money. And then Alice says, hey, I bet my dad could help you out. He is uh, works at a car dealership, Pistol Pete. And, you know, everything between Alice and Chuck was going okay. But then he's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> this guy. Uh huh. Alice takes offense, like, what do you mean? My dad's a pillar of the community. What does your dad do? Oh, he's a dry cleaner. 
Great. Yeah, my dad's a pillar of the community because he owns a car dealership. Dan Scott, he is not. <laughs> this guy, let me tell you, when we see him, he's got the cowboy hat on, he's got the um, bolo tie, he's... Hmm. Well, I'm going to play this clip as Alice is fighting with Chuck and mentions that maybe her dad can help him get a decent deal on a vehicle because he's... He's pretty good with that. And, of course, Chuck says, hey, Kev, hold on to your wallet, okay? Because he's, uh, he's kind of a slick dick here. He, uh, he'll take you for everything you're worth. Hey, Chuck, rule number one in dating, don't insult your, uh, girlfriend, boy, whatever's parents, regardless of how they, how you feel about them. You, you want to start a fight? that's the great way to do it. Shit on their parents and they are gonna jump down your throat. That guy mm, does not need to be in a relationship. Especially with her. So, Petermeyer, I think that's the name. So, alright, here's the clip. Well, why don't you just get a new one? Are you joking? I can't afford a new car. And that's when Faith stepped in. Maybe my dad can help you out. Who's your dad? Pistol Pete Petermeyer, the used car cowboy? I didn't know that. It was like being in the presence of a celebrity. You think maybe he could help me out? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? Pistol Pete Petermeyer helped someone out? What's that supposed to mean? Nothing. I'm just that he's a yeah, car salesman. What about your father? My father's a dry cleaner. Yeah, well, my father is a pillar of the community, guys. I wanted to keep this on track. I bet my dad can get you a really good deal. Do you want to go down there this afternoon? Okay, maybe I should have known better. Hmm. Maybe we could just check it out. But it was worth a try. After all, this was Alice's dad, a pillar of the community. Hang on to your wallet, Ken. Now, when I was looking for my car, um, when I was car shopping and stuff, I had an idea pretty much of what I wanted. And, of course, I went to look by myself. I figured, hey, Jeremy, I will go myself. If there's something I like, you can come down there with me. So, I I thought we had went there. There was nobody there. We just kind of looked around first. And then I went there. Of course, somebody saw me like, oh, my gosh, there's a sale. I'm going to make it. I told the guy, basically, flat out, this is what I'm looking for. Tell me if you have something like this. Luckily, they did. Now, four years later, they keep saying, hey, if you want to trade in your car for a newer model. And, like, no, leave me alone. No. Ugh. But, hey, I get free car washes for the length of my vehicle, so that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Definitely when you're car shopping and you're a girl, by yourself. Have your wits about you, definitely, because you could easily get taken if you are one of those that doesn't know what they're doing. I just, I knew exactly what I wanted. I didn't want to be deterred in any way. I didn't want to be stared in another direction of, oh, if you like this, check out this model, blah, 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 that kind of crap. No, I know what I want. If you don't have it, I'll go somewhere else. This guy, oh my gosh, his, his... 
the inside of his dealership is all decked out with, like, cactuses and tumbleweeds and everything. And this guy is trying to, like, back away, like, I don't know about this. He's like, come on now, come on. If you don't decide one minute if you want this, I'm gonna walk away. Like, that's how he's getting people to, like, make snap decisions that they're gonna regret later. It's because he's giving them an ultimatum. This guy does not really look like he knows what he's looking for, or he's basically being roped into something, and that is... Guy, you gotta, like I said, have your wits about you. Know what you want, don't be deterred. I'm telling you, partner, I know cars, and I know people, and this is the car for you. Or an urban cowboy. Well, I'm just not sure. Well, I am, so come on, this is your chance. What did I tell you? Now, I'll give you one more minute. resist a daughter's batting eyes. All right. Come back tomorrow. We've got a new shipment coming in. Bingo. Really? Sure, Kevin. Any friend of Allie's is a friend of mine. And with that, it began to look like this whole thing was going to have a happy ending. So, yeah, the guy, well, uh, Pistol Pete's like, that's it, I'm walking away, I'm walking away, and then the guy's like, alright, I'll take it, I'll take it, and Pistol Pete slings an arm around the guy's shoulder, like, you made a great deal, I told you. Now, you go into the office, and my secretary, whoever, will finalize the paperwork, and, of course, Alice is like, hi, Daddy, guess what, I brought my boyfriend here, Chuck. <laughs> well... <laughs> At first, she doesn't say my boyfriend Chuck, but... And Pistol Pete does not like this guy. Like, who the fuck are you? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm Chuck. It's like, oh my god. He does not... Mm, I can understand. I don't like Chuck either, sir. But Alice introduces Kevin to her father and says... Um, I told Kevin about you, that you might be able to fix him up with a, a vehicle... And so Pistol Pete's like, hey, what do you got to trade? And Kevin's like, uh, oh no, uh, well, Kevin, well, he asked Kevin how much he wants to spend. And Kevin's like, well, I was kind of hoping for a trade. Oh, Kev, uh, 
I don't know about a, com a complete trade that, no, because mm. we get a shot of his vehicles, you know, it's got the dragon painted on it because of his job, and then you see the bumper start to, uh, it doesn't clatter to the ground, but it kind of, like, uh, breaks away from the, the front of the car a little bit, so, um, Pistol Pete's like, mm, no, <laughs> like, uh, a trade, Ugh. of course, Alice, her daddy loves her. She bats her little eyes at him. Like, please, daddy, please, can you do this for Kevin? And he tells Kevin, hey, come back tomorrow. We'll get a shipment in. See me then. So Kevin's just amazed at how easy, like, wow, that was pretty easy. I really didn't even have to open my mouth. And, of course, he's riding back. And we got Alice and Chuck. And they're all yelling at each other. Chuck's like, you're dead. Just got me some floor, you just got me floor mats or something like that, because she tells Chuck, like, didn't I get you a good deal on, well, I thought she's like, didn't I get a, you a good deal on another car or something like that, it's like, you got me floor mats or some crap, like, ugh. Should you really have three people in the front like that? Have someone's for the sake of your sanity, Kev, have Alice sit in the damn back. Split them up or something. They are not a good couple, like, at all. They really aren't. I really... How many more, more episodes? We gotta see this girl. Now, the guy who plays her dad looked familiar a little bit, but, I mean, I've seen Pursuit of Happiness, but I don't remember him being in it. So he played the, uh, the landlord of Will Smith and stuff, and I'm just kind of looking. I'm not really seeing... Oh, The Story of Us. He played... One of the psychiatrists that the couple sees. Seinfeld. Okay. Who did he play in Seinfeld? Let's see. He played four different characters. He played the probably the Doctor and the Junior Mint. Invitations. Okay, so he played the Doctor there probably. The Summer of George. And the finale. He played in the series finale. Oh, wow. Okay, but the question, of course, I ask myself is how many more episodes do we have to see Alice? Because I'm really kind of getting tired of her character, as you probably well know. Let's see here. What has she done? Damn it. Here we go. She was in six episodes. Oh, we gotta see her in the eclipse. But other than that, that's about it. So we won't see her until the 17th episode, and this is the 12th one good because and they're arguing so much kevin finally breaks in he's like guys you always gotta argue this much and they stop arguing like they're so innocent and chuck's like what do you mean and kevin's like never mind god damn so kevin decides like hey i'm getting a new car i'm gonna spread the news so he goes to winnie and tells her hey i'm getting a new car like Kevin, you haven't got it yet. I wouldn't be saying anything until you have the keys in your hand. Of course, Chuck's gotta, like, before Kevin can even get to Winnie, Chuck's gotta grab Kevin's like, hey, we gotta talk! Ugh, and he yanks Kevin into the bathroom. And so the next morning, there was nothing more to do but spread the word of my good fortune. <laughs> Winnie was gonna flip when I told her about... Kev! Chuck! Listen! We gotta talk. Chuck, what is it? <laughs> she dumped me. What? She dumped me. Alice. Why? How should I know? 
says that that she deserved better than me. Can you believe that? Well, she said she never wanted to talk to me again. Me! Am I not human? Do I not bleed? It was kind of tragic, really. Gee, Chuck, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, that's rotten. Yeah, and it's all your fault. Mine? Yeah. Well, I mean, if we wouldn't have gone for that car, then we wouldn't have gotten into this fight. And I would be with my girl right here, right now. It was a leap of logic only a love-struck teenager could make. Chuck, if there's anything I can do, as a matter of fact, there is. You can forget about that car. What? Well, I mean, Kev, come on, you're, you're not gonna sit in a Peter Meyer car now, are you? Well, come on, Chuck. I mean, you can't be serious. Hey, her father hates me. She hates me. I mean, the, doing business with them, it, well, it'd be like stabbing me in the heart. Now remember, I really needed those wheels. So there was only one thing I could say. Listen, Chuck, let me just talk to him. No, that, that won't do anything. No, let me just try. All right, you can try. But it won't do any good. I would. I, oh. Damn him, Chuck, I hate you. I just. He pulls Kevin into the bathroom, says that Alice dumped him. I'm like, you guys have broken up 20, no, what, 29 times. You fight all the damn time. Yet he's blaming Kevin. Oh, if you hadn't taken, we hadn't gone to the dealership, and we, Alice and I never would have gotten into this fight, and this is all your fault. And blah. Like, fuck you, Chuck. Fuck you. And your stupid, stupid self. And he pretty much says, Kevin, you can forget about that car. You're not going to sit in a Peter Meyer car. Are you after she broke my heart and everything like that? And we hear the little violin sound, like, as he's looking into the mirror saying, Am I not human? Do I not bleed? Like, ugh. I have no sympathy for Chuck. I hate him. I am in full agreement. Same as Alice. Same as... Alice's father is right to hate Chuck. He is pure garbage. He is just, I, I don't like him. There's nothing redeemable about this guy. He's not charming at all. So, Kevin is like, hey, let me talk to Alice. Maybe I can work some magic. It's like, he needs that car. But the thing is, it's like, the guy didn't promise you a car. He said we get a new shipment in. That didn't mean that, hey, I'll do an even trade on your piece of shit car for a new car. No. But Kevin's going to go talk to Alice anyway. Hey, someone in the background of this library is wearing a tie-dye shirt. I mean, it's 1972, so. But, you know, before he goes to talk to Alice, I just want to say that is really rotten of Chuck to say that to Kevin. Like, hey, this is all your fault. Do not blame your problems on your friend. Don't throw all that blame onto Kevin. Kevin has nothing to do with it. That's the, that's the thing. Stay out of your friends' relationships. That You're going to get into trouble that way. And you're going to be forced to choose sides. 
It's gonna end badly. Just, just stay out of it. Kevin, find another vehicle somewhere else. Or why can't he just save up the money to get the new tires and fix what needs fixing on the vehicle? Or, you know, put money down. You know, save, put money away. And save up to get a vehicle. Because, you know, so you have to make payments or something. I don't know. I know no one likes to make payments on a car, but sometimes, what are you going to do? Pining away for him right now. Alice. I never want to see him again. He's scum. He's a pig. He's a rodent. Shut up. He's a cockroach. On the other hand, maybe the guy had a point. Alice, a lot of relationships have their ups and downs. Yeah? Well, this one's gone to China. It's over. Finished. Finito. History. Dead. So, when do you want to go look at my dad's cars? What? Well, we can go this afternoon. I'm not busy. And the thing was, I was tempted. Well, the thing is... Am I not human? Do I not bleed? But... I don't think I can. Fine! Then forget it! And there went my new car. So as soon as Kevin even approaches her, she starts screaming practically at the top of her lungs, calling Chuck every name in the book. And saying how it's over, they're finished, and this is... You hear people going, shh, shh, like, shut your damn mouth. You're in a goddamn library, girl. You want to shout, you go outside. Or you go in the damn bathroom or something. But you don't do that in the library. And she actually says, like, hey, we can go look at that car. I'm free this afternoon. And... Kevin's thinking, you know, he hears Chuck's voice saying, am I not human? Do I not bleed? And Kevin, of course, he's trying to be a friend. Like, hey, I'm sorry, I can't. And she's like, fine, forget it! Like, fucking hell. Um, <laughs> and now we get Kevin kind of talking things over with Winnie. Like, maybe he's asking her her opinion on and what she thinks that he should do. After all, these were not the kind of situations you wanted to get involved in. Are we going to that party on Friday night? Sure. Absolutely. Because I was thinking, um, maybe we could find somebody who will double with us. Double? Why? Because it'd be fun, and we could go in their car. I see. Bye. Humiliating. Suddenly it seemed like my whole life was being ruined by this broken down car. It was an albatross around my key ring. Hey kid, is that your car I keep seeing in the parking lot? I'm sure it is. Looking to unload it? Huh? Uh, yeah. If the price is right. Give me ten bucks, I'll take it off your hands. <laughs> Get out of here. Jeez, it was unbelievable. I was going to spend the rest of my life as a laughing stock. A loser. No, actually, 
Winnie asks if they, they can go to a party on Friday and like, hey, maybe we can find another couple so we can double. We can go in their car. Of course, yeah, Winnie, yeah, his car broke down. I wouldn't want to ride in it either. That would make me hella nervous. So, I don't know what kind of milk that it, it's a green carton. Before it was like a red carton, so I don't know. They're all different types of milk, like 2%, reduced fat, stuff like that. Um, Kevin is throwing all of this stuff, you know, his trays into these little plastic tubs. And this guy who works there, he's like a janitor, janitor, cafeteria worker. He's like, oh, is that your car I see out there every day? And Kevin's like, yeah, probably. And the guy's like, hey, do you feel like unloading it? And the dollar sign, of course, cha-chings over Kevin's head as he turns like, what? Like, yeah. The guy's like, yeah, I'll, I'll give you ten bucks for it. And Kevin just looks at the guy, rolls his eyes, and is like, Get the fuck out of here. My pathetic man. So Kevin's feeling really down. It's like he needs a new vehicle. And that's where he spots Alice, but I think she pretty much ignores him. Unless he finally gives in, like, hey, let's go look at that new car. Maybe it was a mistake, but desperate times require desperate measures. I changed my mind. Okay. Great. So, I'll see you after school? Sure. And with that, my problems were solved. Or maybe they were just beginning. So, now we get to see Pistol Pete's car commercial in his dealership. And, of course, Alice is like, oh, that's a great commercial, Daddy! As Pistol Pete is sipping from a flask, drinking on the job. Well, I guess if he owns the place, then good for him. I guess he can drink all he wants. And Alice kind of turns to Kevin like, wasn't it, Kevin? Wasn't that a great commercial? And Kevin's like, yeah, that was that was really great. I, I really liked it. It's like, you better just say yes to everything she says, Kevin, because it's the only way you're getting this new vehicle. So Pistol Pete tells Kevin to call him Pete after Kevin's like, hey, about that new vehicle. He likes Kevin. He really thinks he's a great guy. He's probably thinking, this guy could be a great son-in-law for me. Because he did not like Chuck, didn't like all the twitching and the head movements that he made, and it's just, ugh. Great one, Daddy. Wasn't it, Kevin? Uh, yeah. Sure. No, sure. Oh, it was great. And so that afternoon, I found myself in the thick of it. So, uh, Mr. Petermeyer, how about that car? Please, son, call me Pete. Tell the guy here, Alice. You know, that other fella made me nervous, all that twitching and turning around. <laughs> well, come on, son. Let's take a look at that car. Let's go, Kevin. The more I told myself I was doing the right thing, the more I knew I wasn't. So, Pistol Pete takes him out there to look at this new vehicle, and Kevin all of a sudden is getting cold feet because this is... You know, Chuck's ex, and he really f 
feels like, should I even be doing this? Because he uh, even voices his concern. Like, I don't know if this is the right thing to do, Alice. And she just looks at him like, what are you talking about, Kevin? It's like, Kevin, just <sighs> ride it out to the end as far as just, just look at, you haven't even seen the car yet. Just, I know that's probably bad advice because, you know, Chuck is his friend and everything and, uh. Maybe Kevin shouldn't be doing this, but just look at the car at least. Give it a test drive. If you don't want it, you don't have to take it. No one's forcing your hand. We see this cute little sports car, and it's red, so of course I'm sold on it immediately, but there is no room for anything in that car. It's a, it's a two-seater, so only two people can sit in it. That is completely and utterly impractical. As Jack Arnold would say when they were looking for a car. But no, he's 17. He does not need a sports car. Can you imagine the insurance on that? And he's a new driver. He's a teenage driver. Their rates are going to be through the roof. So while Pistol Pete is giving the highlights of what the car can do, 0 to 60 in one city block, uh, 55 horsepower or whatever, and Alice... It's like, oh, isn't this such a great car, Kevin? And she wraps her arms around, or her hands around his arm, like taking his arm in her hand. And he notices, he looks down and it's like, what is this new development? I don't like this at all. She's right over here. After all, this was Chuck's girl. Alice, are you <laughs> What are you talking about? Well, you see. There she is. Four on the floor, 55 big horses, zero to 60 in one city block. Isn't she beautiful? Yep, I wanted to say something about Chuck, but all I said was... I love it. And ten minutes later, I was in the driver's seat. She's really something, isn't she? Sure is. Why don't you take it out for a test spin? Get the feel of it. I could imagine going for a spin with Winnie. The wind in her hair. Just the two of us. Well, let's go. Or the three of us. Oh. Well, uh, you know, I thought maybe I could maybe take it out by myself. You know, just to get a feel for it. <laughs> oh. Oh. There should have been a law against faces that sad. Or, you know, we could both take it for a spin or something. Great! Great! And so we were off. I mean, I'm sure there's got to be a top that you can put on it, because it's currently winter. Yeah, I want to be driving with the top down in the dang winter. I know it's California. I know they don't get nearly as cold as other states do, but Kevin's looking at the car. He's in the driver's seat. He's imagining, imagining him and Winnie riding off into the sunset, and then Alice is like, oh, let's go. And Kevin kind of looks at her, and he's like, oh, well, I was kind of thinking I could, you know, drive it myself. 
Of course, the sad looks of Alice and her dad, they have the same expression of sadness. And uh, is that where Alice gets it? Just the, 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 the loud obnoxiousness from her dad. Anyway, um, Kevin is like, he quickly changes his tune. Like, the only way this is going to work is if I have her riding next to me shotgun. He's like, oh, well, I guess we could, uh, both, you know, go together. And she's like, great! And her dad's like, great! So, this is how... And in the next shot, it's, like, the lights are on. It's pretty much dusk by this time. So, it is getting darker. So, I'm gonna play this clip. It really moves, doesn't it? Yeah. We were just two friends. Two friends out for a ride. You're like a driver. Thanks. Friends enjoying each other's company. Maybe a little too much. Well, uh, you know, it's, it's time we better head back. Why? It's still early. But come on, this is fun. Okay, maybe I was just imagining things, but it seemed clear it was time for a little talk. So Kevin and Alice are driving, and she has the nerve to put her hand on his hand, which is on the steering wheel. And she's all like, I like you, Kevin. You're a great guy. And immediately, Kevin's like, you know what? We, we should probably head back. And she's like, why? This is fun. It's still early and everything. Yeah, so Alice is kind of getting a little too cozy with Kevin. And he decides, like, okay, we need to have a little chat here because this is going way more than it really needs to. He just wants to look into getting a new car. He stops in the middle of the damn street. Why wouldn't you just pull over somewhere? Why do we got to be in the middle of the street somewhere? So Kevin tries to ease into this conversation by, like, yeah, you know, this car, it's, it's uh, pretty something. And the look that she gives him, all serious, like, it's like, you're really something. Like, girl, you need to pump the brakes. He is, and he even mentions, I'm with Winnie. I have a girlfriend, okay? You need to understand that. And he also brings up Chuck. Like, Chuck's a great guy, too, because she says, Kevin, you're a real great guy. And I've always had a crush on you. Even when you, the time that I, like, ran into the bathroom door as you were coming out of it. And you kept apologizing. And Kevin's probably trying to, like, pull that memory from his brain. Probably, I don't fucking remember that. But, <laughs> and she's like, it doesn't matter, Kevin. You can't stick stop who you love or something like that. It's like, girl, you don't love him. What is wrong with you? Are you mentally ill? Oh my God. So she hugs him and who of course happens to pull up right alongside and she's like, Kevin, I like you so much. You're so great. Chuck. And Chuck's just staring ahead, but then he glances over to his right. Then he looks back to the, you know, looking straight again. Then he looks back realizes who it is, Kevin, with Alice in a new car, and he peels the fuck out of there. And Kevin's all like, Chuck, she means nothing to me! She means nothing! Even as these long cars, like, Chuck, he, she, uh, uh, Kevin, you may as well save your, save your breath. But the thing is, this person is right behind them. 
And he's honking. And other cars start to honk. And it's like, um, you can go around. There are no other fucking vehicles. You can just pass. What the hell? So, turns out Kevin's like, we need to head back now. He start, tries to start the car. It's not turning over. He's like, what the hell is wrong with this damn thing? And Alice, Alice is crying because Kevin said, she means nothing to me, Chuck. And she's like, oh, it's probably the alternate. Your, her dad was going to sell Levin a, or Kevin a piece of shit car. Like, here he has an issue with the alternator on his own car. Why would he want... Oh, my God. Yeah, he's probably getting a shipment of piece of garbage vehicles that he's just selling off to people. My God. So I'm going to play that clip. Maybe I'd ease into it with some friendly banter. This car's really something. But it took two to banter. Really something. Oh, God. It was worse than I thought. Well, lots of people are really something. <laughs> You're really something? Hey, Chuck. Well, Chuck, he's really something. Chuck's a twerp. And then I heard the 24 words I dreaded most. Kevin, maybe I shouldn't be saying this. That was seven of them. I mean, it's kind of hard to admit. That was eight more. But I have always had a crush on you. And that made the dreaded 24. It was from the first time I saw you. Remember, you opened the boys' room door and I accidentally bumped into it? And you went on and on about how sorry you were? I didn't have a clue. Of course I remember. <laughs> But it's just the way things are now. I mean, there's Winnie and... Kevin, when you're in love, you can't let anything stand in your way. There comes a time when you have to be honest. When you have to lay it all on the line. No matter how much it hurts. Listen, Alice, I like you. A lot. It was about as bad as things could get. And then it got worse. You mean everything to me. Oh my god. Chuck! She doesn't mean anything to me, Chuck. Believe me, Chuck. Nothing. Oh. Nothing. She, she, she doesn't mean anything to me, Chuck. Chuck. My only thought was to get out of there fast. <laughs> Fortunately, the car wouldn't cooperate. What's wrong with this thing anyway? It's the alternator. And there it was. An evening full of broken friendships, broken cars, and broken hearts. I already know right now this rating for this episode is going to be extremely low because it sucked. Alice and Chuck, just too much of them. Not enough Kevin. Not enough Winnie. Not enough Paul. We had to sacrifice 
more scenes with Paul because we had to have Alice and Chuck front and center. <laughs> I don't know what hurt more, finding out my new car was a lemon or that I was. And that next day, no matter how much I tried to avoid it, I was going to have to face the music. <laughs> An angry suitor, a jilted lover, a friend betrayed. Uh, Chuck? Hey, Kepo, what do you say? Uh, great day, huh? Yeah. Amazing. For a man who'd been practically suicidal, this guy was looking decidedly chipper. Listen, Chuck, uh... Last night. Don't worry about it. I mean, I understand. You do? Yeah. Alice told me the whole story. She did? Yeah. She told me how uh, you told her that you had this crush on her for all these years and that, you know, you were just using the car to get closer and everything. I mean, actually, it's kind of pathetic, because, you know, all you had to do was tell me how you felt, but, no, you had to go behind my back instead. Not that I blame you. I mean, really, who could resist a girl like Alice, right? And that's when I realized, when it comes to love, there is no truth. Exactly. Everything's okay now, right? Yeah. Except for, uh, one thing. The weird thing was, I actually thought he was going to thank me for bringing them back together. still had the worst of the episode rating both Chuck and both Alice would get it deeply um cause we see the tow truck bringing around that piece of crap um red vehicle that Kevin was driving that now has an alternator problem I hope that he gets his car back um so he shows up at school. Kevin shows up at school the next day. Chuck is slamming books into his locker. You can see that he's pissed off. Of course, he talked to Alice. And, of course, Alice, being a cunt, is going to turn this around. So it's like, oh, Kevin said, she told Chuck that Kevin had this crush on her all these years. And he was using getting a new vehicle. Or he's using that supposed crush to get a new vehicle through Alice. Are you fucking kidding me? You stupid, stupid little fucking cunt. Um, 
Chuck's pissed off about it, and he says everything's fine, don't worry about it. He's trying to pretend that he is fine with everything, and Alice comes up and calls him Pookie, and he kind of, Chuck tells Alice, like, just give me a minute here, and he punches Kevin in the fucking face, or in the nose, and of course there's blood coming out of Kevin's nose, and he walks away with Alice as Kevin's just sitting there on the ground, stunned. I'm like, Chuck, don't you fucking ever talk to me again. I will fucking kill you the next time I see you. If I were Ke if I were Kevin, I'd be like, yeah, we're done. Don't ever ask me anything, or, or just just don't even come around me. I would be pissed. But then again, like I said, don't get in the middle of your friends' relationships. Shit like that could happen. You could wind up on the ground with a bloody nose. Chuck, you're a fucking moron if you even believe any of what Alice said. And you're a desperate, desperate troll. Chuck and Alice fucking deserve each other. They can go on a swan boat to hell. So we get to hear this beautiful song, but we got to see Chuck and Alice dancing to it. As we hear Kevin say he never did get his car, but he did get his old one back. And, you know, basically he learned a lesson here. So Kevin's saying that he learned some things that, you know, I'm just going to read the quote. Hold on, quote, hold on. All right, here we go. Here's the quote. I never did get that car. I got my old one back from Pistol Pete, but I guess I did learn a few things from this mess. When it comes to couples, mind your own business. That's right, Kevin. When it comes to women, you'll never understand them. And when it comes to cars, always bring a wrench. Turns out Kevin and Winnie are stranded again. I don't even know where the fuck they are. Winnie, I would just get inside. That does not look like a safe neighborhood. Get inside the car. Let Kevin handle this. Kevin, why didn't you bring a wrench like you should have done last time? Uh. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to go straight into the rating for this episode. This was utter putrid mess. The only bright sides, and I'm giving it a 2 out of 5, because there were only two. Winnie and Paul are the only two bright things out of this episode. And we only saw Paul for, like, a hot split second at the very beginning. <laughs> um, the other three things I hated. Hated Alice, hated Chuck, hated Pistol Pete. Boom. There you go. Just... I hated them, th th those two fighting. I really hated how Chuck punched Kevin in the damn nose. It's like, this girl just broke up with you, and now she's feeding you this line of bullshit crap. How Kevin supposedly had a crush on her. And all this stuff, and he was using her. Like, Chuck, you are the lowest piece of dog shit ever to exist in humanity. And you don't deserve to have Kevin. You are lucky that Kevin even speaks to you. And it's for Alice. Like I said, she's a piece of garbage. I fucking hate her. As hot as the sun, I hate her. Uh, Wonderland Words of Wisdom. 
like I've said throughout the episode, stay out of your friends or family members' relationships. Let them deal with it. You get involved, it's going to be a hot damn mess. And you don't need that. You worry about you. You do you. You worry about your own relationships and stuff like that. But you don't go off trying to fix other people's problems. And that's all I'm going to say about that. All right, let's talk about... I hope we get a better episode next week, because this one just sucked. All right, guys, this one looks better. (laughs) Season 6, episode 13. Ladies and gentlemen, The Rolling Stones, which aired on January 27th, 1993. Rumors spread throughout the school that The Rolling Stones may be playing at a small venue somewhere nearby. Kevin, Winnie, and their friends try to find the concert's location. Really, the Rolling Stones, weren't they pretty damn big at that time? Why would they be playing at a small venue? Oh, Kevin, you are... Guys, oh, well, you know what? We're going to find out next week, because that just, uh... That sounds like... What What did Alice in Wonderland get? This one got an 8.0, and so did the next one? What was so great about this episode? It sucked. It was terrible. Um, there isn't anything really else about this episode, but I'm looking forward to next week's. Let's see, what other ones are coming up? Okay, so we got Unpacking. So that is a Jeff-centered episode, so that's going to be kind of cool. Hulk Arnold, where Kevin joins the wrestling team. We have Nose, which is about this girl that uh, Ricky Hassenbach brings around, who everyone's making fun of her giant nose, which... I saw a little bit of that before, and her nose, is, she is a pretty girl. She's very pretty, so I don't know what their deal is. Uh, hopefully Winnie sets them straight. Eclipse, which is, I think they take a field trip. Poker, where the guys all play poker. The Little Women, that is the one I'm looking forward to, because we actually get a scene of dialogue between Jack and Winnie, and I'm looking forward to that because there's not been one scene that I can even think of that has had them exchanging dialogue between each other. So I'm looking forward to that. And then, of course, the last episode of the podcast will be Reunion. So, a few more to go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. So we'll be getting done with this. Just before, I think the week before Christmas. So, alright, let's say hey to some Wonderling listeners. We have Tucson, Arizona, Atlanta, Georgia, Chicago, Illinois, Los Angeles, California, San Jose, California, Dallas, Texas, Miami, Florida, Denver, Colorado, Seattle, Washington, Omaha, Nebraska, Des Moines, Iowa, New York City, New York, Anchorage, Alaska, San Francisco, California, El Cerrito, California, Honolulu, Hawaii, Hillsdale, Michigan, Salem, Oregon, Fremont, California, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, New York, or Buffalo, New York, Phoenix, Arizona, Piscataway, New Jersey, Rexburg, Idaho, Istanbul, Turkey, Mumbai, India, Greensboro, North Carolina, Alameda, California, New Delhi, India, Kazan, Russian Federation, Oakville, Canada, Springfield, Virginia, Little Rock, Arkansas, India, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Inverness, Florida, Savannah, Georgia, D-P-E-R-E, 
Wisconsin, Santiago, Mexico, Rochester, New York, Belleville, Canada, Argentina, Italy, Czech Republic, London, Kentucky, Toluca, Mexico, Spain, Trinidad and Tobago, Republic of Korea, and Libya. Is it L-I-B-Y-A? All right. Okay, everybody. Um, I hope you enjoyed some of this episode. I'm sorry if I ranted pretty much throughout of my hatred of Chuck and Alice. Um, I hope we don't have to see them together again because I, I, they are black marked in my book. I, I hate them both. I hate them both. I would have opted for more Winnie. I would have opted for more Paul this episode. So, fortunately, we didn't, we didn't really get it. Oh, well, maybe next week. All right, everyone have a wonderful weekend. I hope the weather's cooperating for you. It's not too bad here. We don't have rain yet. I think it's supposed to rain tomorrow, but I'll probably be staying inside for that. So, all right. Enjoy the episode. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.